0: It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, Matt, we're going to talk about the NCAA college football season. We're not going to talk about things that are happening in the future. We're not going to talk about how it's going. I mean, we are. And we're going to talk about how things impact things moving forward. But we're going to focus sure. on the near term uh, sure. instead of games. the longer term.
1: Season season games, yes. The the stuff that is fun about College football, the stuff that makes us like college football. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff of late hasn't really made us like college football all that much. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of angsty and annoying. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's August and teams are in camp and there's going to be games played starting in 17 days and for the next three months after that.
0: So with that, we're going to talk about our... Uh, you know, we're we're going to talk about our our picks for yes. the non Pac twelve. Although we are going to include, I assume for you Utah based on our I discussion did. last yes, week. Yes, I
1: did give that away last week that Utah is is one of my playoff picks. So we'll. You want to just you want to go conference by conference to start with, and then yeah. then our playoff uh, Heisman, all that stuff at the end.
0: Yes, let's do that. All right. Um, so I believe it's only fitting. To start with the Conference of Football Champions, the SEC. Okay. The SEC preseason media poll uh, had Georgia top in the east, Alabama top in the west, Kentucky, Tennessee, A&M, and Arkansas received votes in their respective divisions. Yeah. And the SEC champion votes, I oh, I'm sorry, and South Carolina, Vandy got one, which is... Crazy, yeah. but it's I don't know wrong. who did that, but sure. But there were uh, uh, a number of votes for who the projected SEC champion was, okay? Alabama got 158. Georgia got 18. South Carolina got three. Vandy and A&M got one. <laughs> I, Somebody's I, just trolling with the Vandy pick, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, Vandy, who was picked to finish comfortably last in the East. Yeah. Got yeah. a first-place vote.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think somebody's having fun or just, you know, check the wrong box. Uh, you know, they uh, they meant to pick Tennessee, but they're next to them in alphabetical order, so they ended up picking Vandy. Like, Tennessee might make some sense. I wouldn't pick them to win the SEC, but there'd be at least a logical appeal to that. Vandy's not going to win the SEC. I, I feel as confident saying that as anything.
0: Hmm. I agree. Um. I think that Georgia, Alabama seems most likely, as it has been for years. But let I, I want to get your take on Texas A and M, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas, and, and what it's you on. think of the those teams and, and their chances of threatening. Or if you believe in Vandy, please don't let me stop you.
1: I don't believe in Vandy. I there is a team that we have not talked about yet that I think threatens more than, than any of those teams. But, but so I, I did the same thing because I, I had fun with the PAC 12. So I went through and did game by game. And so I, I've, I've got, we'll start with the West, uh, you know, not giving, well, I'm giving some away here. I've got Alabama winning the West and going undefeated along the way to win the West. and, by virtue of that, not really anybody close. I've got A&M and Ole Miss both going 5-3. and three. Mississippi State and Arkansas both going 4-4. Four and four. LSU going 3-5. and five. I think they're all good teams. I just, you know, they beat up each other. They all lose to Alabama, obviously by me picking them going go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, A&M's interesting, but I, you know, how great is this freshman class right away? I mean, even if they are as great as advertised, like, can you really expect them to you know, be the core of a, of a, you know, playoff team in their true freshman year. I don't think so. They might, they might be a threat in 2023. You know, we'll see how they develop this year. But I, I think at least a year away for them.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, uh it's going to be interesting because what we are seeing here with A&M is kind of what could happen. You know, I, I almost feel like these three first place votes are, well, if everything breaks right, but, yeah, but almost yeah. more of a, Hey, look in 2023, 2024. Yeah, this is, yeah. they're the threat. I think so. It's, it's not going to be this year, but it's going to be soon. You, you yeah. Would think.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'd think so. Who knows? Like, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of projection, uh, you know, but I, like I said, I mean, you know, like, yeah, it's a great class, but they're, they're true freshmen. Some of them I'm sure will play a lot, but it's, you know, like there's there's enough question. Plus, they got to go to Alabama, and that'll be a you know a testy game. They beat Alabama last year. All the you know February, March, April sniping between Jimbo and and well, mostly Jimbo toward Nick Saban, mm-hmm. um, the, the personal stuff. But of course, now they're kumbaya. We're good buddies. Everything's great. But um, you know, I I just I mean, so to start with, I just think Alabama is is a you know a freight train this year. Um, I know they got some offensive line questions and that's concerning because, you know, we know from experience how a bad offensive line can, can shake things and and make everything tough. But I I think, you know, there's enough talent there. They'll be okay. They got a, you know, a returning starter quarterback. Jameer Gibbs is the the transfer of running back. Who's, you know, gotten rave reviews coming from Georgia Tech. Um, they know how to use the portal. You know, we've seen it, they, they Mm -hmm. plug, you know, one or two gaps and, uh, they got Jermaine Burton, the receiver from Georgia. They got a receiver from Louisville, so they they've helped their offense. The defense is going to be great. Will Anderson is a stud, maybe the best player in the country. So, I, I mean, to me, it's Alabama and everybody else. The rest of the division's got some really good teams. I think I like Ole Miss. I think they're going to be. You know, Mississippi State is good. Arkansas is good, um, but there's nobody on Alabama's level, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, let's flip over to the East then. You, you you implied that you think there there's a challenge to someone and it's not Alabama so presumably right. you think Georgia will be tested here. Georgia I do I do National yeah I, I so I have Georgia Packers.
1: I have Georgia winning the division. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah I think Florida finishes second and I think Florida go I mean I have Florida going 10 and 2 with with the that season opening loss to Utah mm-hmm. and a loss to Georgia in in Jacksonville and that's it. I got them up, you know, ten and two, seven and one. I'm I'm high on them. I think I got Tennessee nine and three, Kentucky eight and four. Not overly sold on this Kentucky. Will Levis, like you know, he's intriguing, but they lost their coordinator. They lost Wandale Robinson. Like there's a lot of buzz, like oh, this kid's gonna be you know number one pick in the draft. And like ah, I'm not, I'm not totally buying into that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Because Kentucky has had what initially appeared to be a, a one-year just incredible rise slash yeah. luck. And, they, yeah. and they've actually parlayed it, right, into uh, a, a better program. They have leveled up out of the Vanderbilt tier.
1: For sure. For sure. Become a very respectable team that you can, you know, you can count on them for seven, eight wins every year. Um and I think they do that again. I just am not. I don't know. I'm not sold that they're quite at the level to you know make a run. And Tennessee's Tennessee's intriguing. You know, we talked A and M. Like Tennessee's recruiting extremely well. They're putting a ton of money into the NIL collectives. They didn't have the big class this year that A and M did, but they could be the you know the Eastern Division version of A and M. But they're not quite there yet. Uh, you know, again, I think improving not there yet. I I just I don't think Florida was as bad as they were last year. I think everything went horribly wrong and and I think a new coach and a new quarterback uh, and and you know just things are going to fall into place for them better this year.
0: Yeah. It It's interesting because I think Napier is a good coach. I think we've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And He's getting the quarterback who everyone last year wanted to have play. Right, right. So it'll be interesting to see how effective he can be installing his system in one year. He was very effective with the Cajuns.
1: He was. He so, was. He did well. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a different level at Florida. Yeah. And you know, recent history of Florida coaches is they start out, you know, on fire and. And then they, they level off, and then they fall off completely. And you know, it happened to Mullen. It happened to Muschamp. Uh, you know, it's it happened to Jim McElwain. I mean, you know, it's been a rough go of late for Florida's sustainability as a head you know head coaching. I don't know if Billy Napier's got that. Uh, we'll see. But I just I think the pieces are in place to to turn things around pretty quick. And I'm really 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 high on Anthony Richardson. Uh, I think he's you know, as if he could stay healthy. Which he had trouble with last year in limited time. But if he stays healthy in that offense, I think he's going to be outstanding this year.
0: All right. Not giving anything away with that, but it's interesting to note. Yeah. We will yeah. get into so, our Heisman discussion. We will.
1: He'll come back up again. Yeah. So is, we'll say that.
0: Based on the August 4th DraftKings odds, he is plus 4,000. Okay. Uh, while we're here, I'll just. Note that it's C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, all three top tier in that order. Then yeah. uh, you run into the B. John Robinson, Will Anderson Jr., Jackson Smith Jigba, Jalen right. Gabriel, Tyler Van Dyke, Trayvon Henderson, Quinn Ewers, Anthony Richardson. Uh, and then it kind of keeps going from there. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So, yes.
1: That won't be the last time I mention Richardson's name in this conversation. I'll say that, but uh, so, but yeah. So I've I've got Alabama, Georgia. I got Georgia losing a game though. Mm-hmm. I got Georgia losing to Mississippi State. During I think that's a road game. It feels like it, you know, like a game that they could have tried. It's November. They're like you know they drop one game, and I have Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC title game.
0: Let's so Mississippi State now because they can bring their own refrigerators as fans. That's
1: true. That's true. Yes. Yes, I saw. So I, I you know, I, I think, you know, Georgia's got enough potential traps on the schedule. Lots of turnover from last year. Like uh, You know, tons. I mean, you know, how, what was it? Five or six guys drafted in the first round. Set a record, I think, for number of draft picks overall. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be perfectly smooth sailing replacing that much talent. I don't think it can be. Yeah. So what's yours? What's your SEC thoughts?
0: I so I'm in a similar boat, although I'm not as high on Florida. I hope I'm wrong. I I like the Gators of all the SEC teams. I own more Gators apparel than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um but for me, I you know, I I'm a very easy pick for the SEC West. I'm Alabama until proven otherwise. It has worked for a while for me and i will continue uh with that in the east i have georgia as well i i'm more i think a believer in kentucky than you okay um, okay now that being said i i have georgia winning the east and i'm going to take alabama over georgia and uh serving as my number one seed in the mine college football playoff
1: mine too i've got alabama going you know uh Coast beaten? to coast, number one. Start the year number one. They'll end the regular season number one.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's move on now to the Big 12. Okay. So the Big 12, we've got an interesting little setup here because they have really they, – they were, um, along with the Pac-12, big movers in the, hey, look, we're, we're just playing champion top two teams. Right, uh, and right. They, and they have –
1: been doing it for a while now, yeah.
0: There's a, a lot of talent in this conference. Um, there
1: is, yeah. It's a tough one. I mean, it, it was one of the tougher ones for me to pick because I feel like there's maybe, I mean, out of the 10 teams, I feel like you could make a case for five, six, seven of them to win the conference.
0: Yeah. I So, to be clear, the, the way the preseason poll went for the conference, which, by the way, does not align with the coaches' poll, had Baylor okay. 1, Oklahoma 2, Oklahoma State 3, Texas 4, Kansas State 5, Iowa State 6, TCU 7, and it goes from there. I don't think yeah. West Virginia, once you get past TCU, I don't think that there's any colorable argument for a team to win the conference. And I think, really, for me, it's the top four. It's... The the Baylor Oklahoma schools Texas,
1: yeah yeah I would I would say I would throw in Kansas State in there too. Uh, I I did pick Kansas State, but I will say I had Kansas State finishing tied for third in the conference. I you know I I think Adrian Martinez going there is going to be one of those examples of like a guy who just needed a fresh start. He just you know things went south in Nebraska. He was expected to be god. He wasn't. Uh, but they, he's got talent. I think they're well coached. Uh, you know, like again, didn't pick them, but I think they're a, they're a threat to to stay in it all year.
0: I I hear you. I guess look, this is a hard thing to say in the new world of college football because of how much everyone's you know players are moving around. But yeah, they they feel to me like a team that's like show me. You know, show me what, you know, that you With can With Martinez do. in particular? Yeah. 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 And I know I mean, it's a I new past and I a, different, agree. A, a different look, but I'm not I just so. feel
1: like having watched him, he's, he's, he's a good player. And it just always felt like something bad happened. Some of them were his fault. Some of them were like, uh, you know, it just was like he was playing under a black cloud there at Nebraska the last couple of years. And, and I just think it's going to be like a breath of fresh air for him in a way. And just, you know, get away from the pressure of being the savior of Nebraska football and just go play football at Kansas State.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right. So that brings me to my picks. I'm going to go first this time. Okay. I, I get it with Baylor. I understand 12 and two last year. Blake yeah. Chapin, you know, yeah. grabbed hold of his job. job. His job now. Yep. Yep. Um. Oklahoma lost a lot of talent, brought in a bunch of other Bums. talent. Brent Brent Venables, you know, first go at it, but seems has been one of those guys who like much like Kirby Smart, seems like, well, whenever he wants that job and he picked now. This was the job. He did. He did. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I trust in that Oklahoma State. I'd love to be good just because ASU is playing him. Yeah. But I think for, they will be. Yeah. For me, I'm in on the experiment. I'm in on on the Quinn Ewers Sark Year Two. Yeah, Bijan. You know they've added a couple tr- uh, transfers on defense. Uh huh. They're my pick for the Big Twelve. I've got them over Baylor in the title game. Well,
1: I'll just I'll, I have more to say than this, but I'll just say ditto because oh. I have the exact same. Uh, I have Texas over Baylor in the title game. Um, I, I think Texas loses to Alabama. Obviously, I picked Alabama to go undefeated, so I think they lose that. But I'm I'm in on it too. Maybe I'll be fooled. I, I have been before. Uh, I may by you know mid October think, dear God, what did I do? Um, but I I think they're you know kind of like Florida. I don't think they were as bad as their record indicated last year. Things got away. They they choked away a couple of games they should have won, and that's on them. I'm not excusing it, but like there's there's talent there. Big on Bijan, mm-hmm. you know that. Um, and so yeah, I've got I've got them eight and one in the conference, playing seven and two Baylor, and then beating Baylor, which weirdly enough would be a rematch of their last. They play the last week of the season, so if if that matchup happens, they would play consecutive weeks.
0: Yeah, I think it will happen. Um, I i'm very intrigued so i i know i said at the beginning we're not going to talk about the impact of future things i i want to raise one thing i'm very curious what the officiating looks like for texas (laughs) and oklahoma yeah
1: yeah yeah no i mean that'll be um it is interesting yeah i mean who knows um it's it's also interesting you know that they could be there three more, you know, including this year, three more years. Um, mm-hmm. We know it's going to be 2025 at the latest that mm-hmm. they move to the SEC, but nobody quite knows if it could be 24, maybe even 23. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's a, it's an interesting conference. Obviously, this year they're at 10. Next year they're probably at 14. They add the four teams in, you know, from from the American and BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably keep Texas and Oklahoma, but we'll see. Uh one note on Oklahoma, you made the comparison to Kirby Smart, and that's that's the, you know, what's the Best term case? I'm looking for? Best case scenario for Brand Venables. Mm-hmm. Another one that comes to mind, and this is the worst case scenario, but as I've kind of read stuff in uh, the fan bases, boy, it screams a lot like Florida State when Jimbo Fisher left and they hired Willie Taggart. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, we don't need that guy, that guy who was here before, he wasn't good enough, he didn't fit in get out, you know, we hated him, uh, you know, I remember I went to the first game of the Willie Taggart era, which didn't last long, mm-hmm. and the vibe was, you know, screw Jimbo, we don't need him, we got a Florida State guy back, he wants to be here, we're going to be so much better off, and they weren't, and, and I, I don't think the same thing's going to befall Oklahoma exactly, but I, I do wonder if there is that potential of like, you know, maybe he didn't know what you had till it was gone in Lincoln-Riley, I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's the perfect coach, but you know, he got you to the playoff, what, three times? Wasn't too bad.
0: Well, and, and part of this with Oklahoma, for me, is like, I believe that Brent Venables is going to build a defense. I believe that. Yeah. He's re- only yeah. returning four starters. I, I believe the defense will be good this year. Yeah. I don't think it's going to take long. But, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, Dylan Gabriel's good. Taking nothing away from Dylan Gabriel, but... You know, he's also with he some injury
1: his... issues too. Yeah. So can you you know can you depend on him to be there all year? I mean, it's been shaky at at UCF.
0: And then he's missing his you know the top receivers gone from a year ago. Right. And, right. And it's just is is this are we are I think that it's going to be closer to Kirby Smart than it is to Willie Taggart, but. I don't think this is going to be a year one everything just I don't know about the Kinks. I hey. agree.
1: I agree. They just lost so much that you were counting on to to be there coaching and players and like USC's bringing in a lot new and we talked about them last week and like the experiment of how quickly it'll all come together but the difference is USC's starting from a point of they were crap last year. Yeah. So it feels like hey, they're bringing in all this talent and they have some more motivation and all that. And it's like, yeah, okay. But well, Oklahoma wasn't. Oklahoma was pretty good last year, and now they're losing so much. And it's like, wait, you just going to, you know, not miss a beat? I don't see that.
0: Well, and also, like, not for nothing, the quarterback and the play caller were together last year. They were right. playing in Norman, but they True. were together last year. True. Yeah,
1: you know, there's some continuity there. You but, don't have that with Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. With Oklahoma, right. you've got a new defense and a new offense being installed. And I, right. and I know I just said the defense is going to be fine. I believe it will be. But it is hard, it, you know, to effectively be replacing both coordinators. Right, you right, know.
1: yeah, yeah. It's. I I mean, I agree. I don't think he'll be Willie Taggart. I mm-hmm. don't think he'll get fired in two years. Be, you know, but it's just, I've read a lot of, you know, Vague references to, you know, oh, we're so much better off without Lincoln Riley. And it's like, you know, be careful what you wish for, type of thing. I know he, you know, he left a lot of hurt feelings the way he left and he goes to USC. And I get it. And I'm not a Lincoln Riley fan personally. I'm not like, you know, but like, he was pretty darn good there. And I think there's too much feeling of like, oh, anybody could have done that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not so sure about that. He did pretty darn well.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, Oklahoma State fine football program
1: yeah I got them nine and three as well I got you know like I, I think uh, for me it's you know Baylor K State Oklahoma State I got nine and three Oklahoma eight and four TCU and Texas Tech seven and five like yeah. you know a lot of a lot of good teams no great team I don't think I don't have a playoff team coming out of the big 12 do you
0: that's an interesting question I have vacillated significantly okay in this on do i think texas puts it all together
1: man i i'm i'm on board with you emotionally i couldn't do it though i couldn't make the pick but i'm i'm with you if you want to go there
0: so i am going there okay i have texas in i think this is going to be a team that you know a one loss texas gets in and i think we're looking at a one loss texas
1: so you think they run the table after Alabama? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't. I had them losing one Big Twelve game. I had them losing to Oklahoma State, and and still winning the Big Twelve outright. You know, standings and being the number one team. But I don't think a ten and two Texas gets in, no. or eleven and two with the with the conference title game. I should say.
0: No. So I I think that they are going to finish twelve and one in the regular season. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, well, then I would probably agree. If they do that, I, I would probably say you're right. They probably do get in.
0: And I think what because they play Alabama, I think they wind up with yeah. a two or three seed. Because to I avoid think, the immediate rematch. Yeah, because I think they okay. don't want to have them play Alabama in the opening round. Yeah. Even yeah. though oh, everything's changed and they've gotten rolling and they've figured it out. Whatever the you know. Yeah, viewers, true. You throw yours in where his so, first game is Alabama and yeah quite possibly his last game it's, of the season could be Alabama, but Yeah, you know, and you you'll get to measure the growth and all that. But I believe that they will make the playoffs. So, okay, okay, I I have the interesting
1: thought about avoiding a regular season rematch. Just file that away. I don't have the same thing, but we haven't talked about those teams yet, so we'll we'll get there.
0: Let's let's pivot now to the ACC. Okay, I'm saving the Big Ten, but ACC. Preseason power rankings according to SI. Clemson number one. Makes sense.
1: N- but I already disagree, but
0: okay. Keep N- going. NC State, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, Louisville, UNC, Florida State. Not a great look for Mike Norvell.
1: No, but I'm high on Florida State a little bit. A little bit.
0: UV- we'll talk about them. UVA, BC, the Orange, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Duke. Divisional power rankings follow what I just said. Uh, yeah. So Matt, let's let's start in the Atlantic. You disagree with Clemson? I do. Where where do. are you going?
1: To Raleigh, North Carolina, and the North Carolina State Wolfpack.
0: Ooh, in intriguing.
1: That's, that's uh, I got them eleven and one. I got them losing to Clemson. They go to Clemson. They beat Clemson at home last year. I think they lose that game. Um, but I, I just, something about Clemson just feels like it's a little off. Um, I, I mean, I don't have them falling apart. I got them nine and three, six to two in the conference. I don't think they're going to, you know, go to four and eight. Um, but I, you know, I watched a lot of them last year and, and Ungalale just doesn't have it. He just, I want him to, I badly want him to, but he doesn't have it. And, and so I'm. I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking like, I just don't, I don't see it, and and I think they're going to struggle offensively again, and and I just like this NC State team. They bring a lot back from last year's team. They, you know, they finished strong last year. I almost picked them to make the playoff. I don't ultimately have it, but I have them 11 and one, 12 and one, winning the ACC championship game.
0: I have no playoff team from the ACC either. Uh, just oh, as a note, preseason coaches pull Clemson for NC State 13.
1: Yeah, I just think that's reputation. That's just like, you know, Clemson's been... I mean, and, and yeah, Clemson's got the rep. But, um, I just, uh, you know, I think Clemson's going to be good again. But I just don't see the special, uh, you know, quality that they had three, four, five years ago.
0: Do you see anything in the Coastal... That's a threat here: Pitt, Miami, Carolina,
1: to win the conference. Not necessarily. I did, so I ended up with with a three way tie at the top of the conference. But I ended up with Miami being the team that beats the other two. I have Miami, Pitt, and Virginia all oh. going six and two, but Miami beats both of them, and and Mario Cristobal in year one gets to the conference championship game.
0: That would be a big move for Miami. I think the fan base would be very happy. I think outcome.
1: so. And I think it's very doable. It's, it's not a tough division. Uh, this is the last year of divisions, right? The and yeah. they, yep. they, they, announced they they're going away from that. Else. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's very gettable. Um, they, you know, they added some good transfers. I'm, I'm really curious to watch this Tyler Van Dyke kid. He, you know, he played well last year in the second half when kind of the heat was off a lot of, a lot of buzz. And I, I don't, I don't know if I'm on board or not. I haven't seen enough of him to, to be sold. And I haven't seen enough of him to say, Oh, he's overhyped. He's just another product of Miami hype. Like I'm, I'm curious to see how his season goes.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. I am, I'm with you on Miami in the coastal. I'm going with Clemson in the, Atlantic. okay. Okay. Um, and it's not a
1: crazy pick. I'm yeah. not like, you know, saying they have no shot. They're going to be in it till the end.
0: Well, and And I'm joining you to a point that I that I think Clemson is fallible, which is why I don't have Clemson making the college football playoff because I have them losing to Miami in the title game. OK, OK. And, and I don't have Miami yeah, I... going either. I just think that Miami gets them. And, yeah,
1: I just think there's two. I mean, to me, I came up with like I have NC State with one loss now. Prior to this morning, I also had Wake Forest going 11 and one. But the news of Sam Hartman being out indefinitely, and you know, I know the coach said he'll be back sometime this year, but no, a lot was, of mystery was over it, what's going on there. I, I don't. I
0: couldn't. I couldn't medical? stay on that. Is that right? It was a non-football medical issue.
1: Non-football medical issue that he had a procedure for last night, and, you know. So uh, who knows? I and mean, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Abductomy, um, and it could be a real thing. It could be, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I think he's the difference. I had, I changed them to nine and three uh, because I just think he's, you know, he's he's a very good quarterback. He's such a big part of that offense. Their their defense isn't very good. Their offense was so good last year with that, that run mesh, you know, zone read system that they had that was like, you know, he would, you know, he would hold the ball for about what felt like, you know, 20 seconds before he decided whether to hand it off or throw. And I'm exaggerating, obviously, but it, it was it threw people off. I felt like he was a good, you know, I mean, I had him I had him as a Heisman finalist when I first put my list together. So I think he his loss is big. I, I dropped them down a little. And as a result, I pumped up. I pumped up BC. I had BC going eight and four, and I pumped up Florida State. I have Florida State going eight and four too. I think I think Mike Norvell gets on the right path. I, I think they lose the opener to LSU, and I think they lose the season finale to Florida. But in the meantime, I got them. You know, I got them pulling an upset over Clemson, losing a couple ACC games, but a very respectable eight and four season.
0: Yeah i I hope so. For Norvell, I, you know, you talked about it's a
1: little bit of wishful thinking, I'll say, but they did add some good transfers. I feel like it, it, you know, it's not totally just, you know, pie in the sky idealism to pick them to get seven or eight wins this year.
0: Well, and you and I have discussed, there are some guys who you, you know, don't root for when they leave ASU and there are some guys who you do. He is a guy who I do. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: I can't, first of all, I don't begrudge his leaving ASU. He left for a head coaching job. So, you know, that made sense. He did well at Memphis. Uh, I liked what he did at ASU. There were times his offenses frustrated me, but that's the nature of being a fan. I mean, you know, Alabama fans get frustrated with Nick Saban at times, and he's, you know, won, what, six national championships there or whatever. So, you know, no coach is going to please you every moment of every game but I always liked him and, and, you know, you know, I like Florida state. I always have since I was a little kid. So I'm, I'm rooting for him to have success there. Like I said, I don't, I don't have him winning the division or anything, but I, I had them, you know, pulling a couple upsets, biggest one being beaten Clemson. feel like that would be a huge one for them to get. Uh, I had him beat Miami too. Uh, you know, so those would be significant wins for him to kind of get the, get the wolves away from his door for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, but neither of us have an ACC playoff team. For people keeping score at home, you have Alabama and Utah. And Alabama won. Yes.
1: And I Alabama one. Yes. And I guess I'll say I have Utah four. Okay. Uh, I didn't say that last week, but I have. So that would be my first-round matchup in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl since we're going regional.
0: And I have Alabama and Texas as my— But group. not playing each other. Not playing each other um we'll now go to the big 10 who in the coaches poll have the number two team ohio state the number six team michigan the number 14 michigan state the number 20 wisconsin interesting um penn state unranked penn state unranked i believe others receiving mm-hmm. votes it, Iowa and Penn State would be 26 and 27.
1: Okay, okay, I didn't realize Penn State was unranked, all right.
0: Yeah, they're both very close to Houston in the 25th spot.
1: Okay, okay. I Uh, mean, it doesn't mean anything, but just interesting to note.
0: As I, so, I've tried to find different sources for the preseason commentary. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to pivot now to the ESPN... PFI outcome generator Okay Ohio State projected 12 and 0 Michigan projected 10 and 2 Penn State projected 8 and 4 Michigan okay. State 8 and 4 Badgers 8 and 4 Nebraska okay. 7 and 5 and and then it goes from there I don't I mean okay. Iowa 7 and 5 and after that Maybe you think Minnesota and below have a chance to win the conference? I do not
1: win the conference. No, win the division. Yes. Um, I, I so I said it at the end of last week that I said there were two teams that were to me head and shoulders above the rest in the country. Alabama pretty made clear it was one. Ohio State is two. I I just think these are the two best teams. It wouldn't shock me if it's if they're one two every week of the season. They may trade it back and forth. If Ohio State has a big win or Alabama has a big win or something like that, but to me these are the two best teams. They finished last year as the best teams going into 2022, and I haven't seen anything to change my mind.
0: Ohio State, you know, their weakness was defensive lapses, and they brought in the coordinator of the number three defense in the country from Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, I think
1: that's huge. They made some. They made. Some, I mean, Ryan Day was serious about getting that defense right. He didn't just hold the line and say, we'll be all right. Like, he he made some changes, and I think that'll pay off. And and there's talent there. I mean, they they got two guys on the defensive line who were, you know, five-star, top five in the country recruits.
0: They've got a Uh, South Point Lancer.
1: They do. Hopefully he'll be back okay. I mean, I know he had the nasty injury in the Rose Bowl, but I Mm -hmm. I think he's supposed to be back this year. Um, You know, so – uh, there's plenty of talent there. They got a, a their top corner was a true freshman last year from Saguaro down here. Um, you know, so they, they they get into Arizona for their recruiting in the West Coast, um, and and their offense is just going to be dynamite. I feel like like Stroud, Travion Henderson, Marvin Harrison Jr., Smith and Jigba, uh, Emeka Ibuka, Julian Fleming. I mean, it just it's dynamite. There's there's you know, good luck trying to stop them from scoring a ton of points every game.
0: I mean, last year, like to go with what they did last year, Stroud threw for over forty-four hundred yards and forty-four touchdowns, six turnovers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trayvon Henderson and he was, rushed for and, over and twelve hundred yards. People were upset yards.
1: with him after like four games. Yeah, remember that? It's like, oh, there's a go to someone else. Like, dude, relax, man. He's he's just fine.
0: Yeah. Trayvon Henderson, twelve hundred yards, seven yards per carry, and fifteen scores. Yeah. And he's a beast. Smith and Jigba. Well, only a sixteen hundred yard receiving season.
1: Yeah, and that was with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, who were both what top top twenty picks in the draft. Yeah. So, and and you know they both set out the bowl game, and and all they did was have you know Marvin Harrison Jr. catch three touchdowns and go over a hundred yards, and like it's a pipeline there. Brian Hartline, the the old receiver who's the receivers coach there, I mean he's got to be the best positional recruiter in the country. Like it's just an
0: assembly line of great receivers since he took over that job yeah um, so I have Ohio State as a playoff team
1: I do too I have them 12 and0 number two seed um, opening the season with a win over Notre Dame big big week one game and and then going through and now I, I came very close to picking Michigan to also go into that last game undefeated but I ended up picking Michigan to go 10 and two just like the old ESPN predictor had them losing to Nebraska, along with Ohio State.
0: So, do you think that the black shirts have returned? Is this the year?
1: Not quite. <laughs> so, so my my thoughts on Nebraska are similar to Florida State. I think they have him. think they go eight and four. Pick the same overall record as it turned out. Um, I don't have them quite winning the division. I feel like you know baby steps, and it would be a, more than a baby step to get to eight wins, make a solid bowl game. You know, get that, if they get that win over Michigan, like a big-time, you know, beat-a-really-good-opponent type of game, um, that would make people feel really good about the way things are going. So I'm going with the same idea for them.
0: I, I hear you. I'm interested in what they do this year. I, Me too.
1: I, Fascinating I, team to see what happens, yeah.
0: You know, you and I have talked about in the confines of – the Pac-12, but I think it applies to all of college football. There are teams that are just good for college football to be good. Yeah. And, and yeah. they are one, Florida State's another. Yeah. hmm So Miami also. I agree. Uh, so that agree. could be a, a yeah. redemptive year.
1: I think so, yeah. Now, again, some of the Florida State and Nebraska is wishful thinking. I'm not a big Nebraska fan, but I, I just was totally on board with the Scott Frost hire. I was... Mm-hmm in 100% and it has not been a success at all. I you know, I can't argue that it has been, but I just think, you know, similar to my thoughts on like Adrian Martinez needed a change of scenery. Maybe they needed one too. Mm. You know, it just wasn't going well. They bring in Casey Thompson from Texas. They they also brought in Purdy from Florida State. I don't I think Thompson'll be the starter because he's the bet. Um, but you know, I think they'll they'll be and they were, the thing is like I mean, I know this sounds crazy to say, they went three and nine last year, but they weren't that bad last year. All nine losses were by nine points or less. They lost to Michigan, who went to the playoffs, Ohio State, who was a Rose Bowl team. Iowa in a you know excruciating loss. Wisconsin in a late loss. Oklahoma. I mean, they played a really tough game. They lost to Michigan State in overtime. I, I mean, these were all really, really good teams, and they they could have beaten every one of them, mm-hmm. and and they didn't win any. And that's on them. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, they, they should have been 8-4. No, they they earned their nine losses, but they weren't that far off.
0: Yeah, and maybe, you know, a couple things break right. And and we've talked about this at length, but if you get momentum early in college football.
1: Yeah, well, and, and no better team to bring that up with that, that opening game in Dublin against Northwestern. Massive game for them. Absolutely massive game. They've got to win it. And Northwestern's not a great team. They went 0 for the Big Ten last year, I believe. But, you know, they're always a threat. They're always, you know, competent uh, for the most part. And, like, that's a game that Nebraska's just absolutely got to win. If they lose, my 8-4 and four projection goes up in smoke, and I'd probably pick them to go 4-8, and eight, and Scott Frost gets fired.
0: Yeah, it, and this does feel, for Frost, for Norvell, like that kind of season. Yeah, there needs to be a bad year year and and they're out yeah yes
1: i agree anything less than at least a six wins and a bowl game they're they're probably done i don't i mean frost especially it's it's year five isn't it i think for him so it's like man you you know and they haven't had a winning record yet they haven't even had a 500 record and like you you got to do it it just no ifs, ands, or buts. The non-conference schedule's not that tough. They play Oklahoma. I think they lose that. But you know, the others are, are manageable. The conference schedule is is easier than last year. I mean, last year they could, you know, they had Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan from the other division. They don't have the same draw this year. I don't think they play Ohio State. I don't think so. And I don't think they play Michigan State. So I mean, like that that's much more doable. I don't think they play Penn State either.
0: Mm-hmm. No, the, the schedule breaks right for them in conference.
1: It does. It does. It's much more manageable. The West should be – I mean, honestly, both divisions are interesting. I think I think the East, Ohio State's the best, but I'm really curious that Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State hierarchy behind them. I think all pretty good. I have Penn State going 10-2 and two as well, um, and Michigan State going 8-4. And, and then the West, I don't really have a huge contender, but I think there's – I think five teams you could make a case to win the division. Maybe everybody but Northwestern and Illinois.
0: Yeah. Um I ha- Ohio State to me, same as you, unbeaten, playoff team, two C. Yeah. They're playing Texas uh in okay. the two three.
1: Who's your who's your Big Ten title game?
0: Oh man. Iowa?
1: Okay. Well I ask only because I, I had to get this in. I got I got rowing the boat to the Big Ten title game. Oh, wow. Minnesota wins the West. P.J. Fleck.
0: I mean, it. this would be a big year for him to do that, too.
1: I, I think, you know, the Tanner Morgan's back for what feels like his 17th year of college. Uh, they bring in their offensive coordinator from a couple years ago, and they've had so much success. He's back now. Kind of, you know, the prodigal son returning. They get the running back back who tore his Achilles in the opener last year. I think I think everything's in place for them to— To to do it, finally get over that hump and get to the Big Ten title game while there's still divisions and while they have a chance.
0: So this gets me now to a question that maybe we answered the same way, which is who is your fourth team? Who is the mystery team in the playoff? The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Same. Okay. (laughs) I have so I have them as my four. So you've got. Two pairs of teams that play each other early. Yeah. That yeah. make it. Uh, but I don't think anyone plays each other again. So I have okay. Alabama over Notre Dame, Ohio State over Texas, and okay. the tide rolls to yet okay. another Nick Saban title.
1: So I, I I said, you know, I didn't have not a regular season rematch. I didn't have them avoiding that because I have Notre Dame I have Notre Dame losing to Ohio State. Running the table, the rest of the way, and I think they give them the three in part because I think they wouldn't want to set up Alabama Notre Dame again. Mm. And, you know, it's political, but it's like ah, we just can't we can't do that again in the semifinals. And plus, Ohio State Notre Dame would be a really sexy playoff matchup, even if they did play once already in, during the season.
0: Yeah. So I got Ohio State Notre Dame
1: in the two three in the Fiesta Bowl, which you know, as a Phoenix resident, would not bother me at all if
0: that happens. I would assume um, you and your dad would be in attendance.
1: I would say that's a safe bet. Yes, yes. Um, but I have the same. I have Alabama and Ohio State winning the semifinals. I, I just, like I said, I think those are the two best teams all year. And ultimately, I'm I'm going with Alabama as well. I wanted to pick Ohio State in a way, just to be different, um, because I figured you'd pick Alabama. But ultimately, I just like. It just felt like from the night that the championship game ended last year, and Georgia deserved it. They outplayed them. They beat them. It was time to slay the dragon. But it was also like, okay, wait till Alabama comes back next year, and and they're going to be even better, and they're going to get that title that Bryce Young was so close to getting. I think they get it this year.
0: Does Utah in your world make a game of it at all?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know. That's always a tricky one, though, because some of those, you know, we look back on some of those playoff games and it's like, oh, this was a this was a route. And it's like, well, you know, if you watch the game, it didn't necessarily feel like a route. You know, like you look at the like, there are some games like LSU and Oklahoma. Joe Burrow was there. That was a route. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were up, they were up by five touchdowns at the half. That's a route. There's some that it's like, yeah, they're, you know, like um, what was it? Alabama and Washington several years ago. It wasn't a blowout. Washington was, like, close enough where you felt like, boy, if they could put together a drive, they would be right back in this game. They never could. I think it's maybe that type of game. Like, it's not a blowout, but it's Alabama comfortably enough. 14 points, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right.
1: I just think they're better. I mean, I just... You know, there's some years in college football where, like, oh, the top feels unpredictable and... You know, it goes back and forth and it just like those years seem to be fewer and farther between right now because, you know, the the transfer portal and all, you know, it just it allows you to, to, you know, condense your talent on more top heavy teams. I mean, Alabama is a great example, like previous Alabama, you know, 10 years ago, we'd be thinking, well, boy, they, they lose John Mechie, they lose Jameson Williams how are they going to replace that at receiver? Well, they just go out and get two transfers and some of their recruits get a year older and like, Oh, they'll be fine. But it's, it's different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, in Ohio state, I mean, they don't, they haven't really hit the transfer market much. I don't think, but they just have so much talent. Both of those teams just feel like they are far and away the the most talented teams in the country.
0: Yeah. Well, and that leads to another question, which is who, travels to New York for the Heisman. You can okay. have no fewer than 3, no more than 5 in attendance.
1: Okay. I'm going to go 4. All Come
0: right. Line, how about you? You want to give me yours first? I'll go I'll how go you? first. Okay. So I've got Young and Stroud. And then I wanted to pick Bijan so badly. Yeah. But I'm taking Quinn Ewers. Okay. Okay. And then I'm also taking Tyler Van Dyke. Okay. you're high on him. Well, just because I I think and Miami's gonna have a year. I think they're gonna I get it. Win. No no, I'm not I'm you
1: not know. arguing it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense.
0: But I feel like the eyes of Texas are upon the voters and they're gonna give it to Ewers. Wow, you are all in. I, I look. I mean, we might
1: we might have to go to a like a tattoo place while we're in Austin and just get you a big old Longhorn.
0: I mean, it. We're going. I want to see it. <laughs> I want. I want it I to mean, be right. I, I am on
1: board, man. I'm not. I'm not totally there with you, but emotionally, I am. Like I said, when you picked them to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Hey, look. I mean, I'm not in a normal year a Texas guy, but we're going. I hear ya. The the stars are aligning and I want it to be true. I hear
1: ya. I hear ya. It, it took it'd a be, lot quite for a me story. by the way
0: to not pick Bijan as the Heisman winner. So Yes.
1: Well, so I uh, so you got four and you said Young and Stroud as two of your finalists. I'm with you on that.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: have them both as finalists. I think you know, I think Young's gonna have another great year, but he's not gonna repeat. It's just so hard to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you just, he, he would have to be head and shoulders, the best player far and away to win it again. And I don't, I don't think he will. Um, and Stroud starts with such high expectations too, that I, I just don't think it happens. Mm -hmm. So I, I also have a Texas finalist, but I'm going Bijan.
0: I hope you're right. He is
1: my, he is my finalist.
0: I'd rather you be right than me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I think I thought I needed to shake it up and not have all quarterbacks, although it certainly could be all quarterbacks. Um, so I got Bijan as the runner-up, but the winner is the man who was once known as AR-15, but now doesn't want to be known as that anymore, Anthony Richardson of the Florida Gators. Adds to the Heisman statues
0: outside Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Yeah, I mean, they he's got a lot of winners who vote. Uh, he does.
1: He does. So I helped. just think he has a great year. I think he puts up great numbers in that offense, uh, like I said, I, I don't have them, you know, making the playoff, but I think they have a good enough season. It's kind of like a, you know, Robert Griffin, Johnny Manziel type year where he won't be in the playoff, but his team's going to be good enough and he's going to be just a monster statistically.
0: So he becomes undeniable.
1: Yes. Yes. I think he's, I think he's my pick. He is my pick. There's no way I think about it.
0: Well, I love it. I I would be happier, I think, as a fan with your final four than mine. I mean, I'd love for B. Like, you know, deep in my heart, I want B.
1: to win. That would be the coolest thing. I mean, if, if a South Point Lancer won the Heisman Trophy, I, I don't know that there could be much cooler than that. Mm. Um, but I couldn't quite make the pick just because I think it's tough for a running back to win it. He'd have to have such an amazing year may probably have to run for 2000 yards and Texas may have to make the playoff. And I don't have them quite doing that, but I, I, I I picked it to be a finalist, which would be pretty cool, but I couldn't go all the way.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what's going to happen. We don't even have to watch this year. We will, but we don't have to. And and I'm not sure that
1: ultimately, uh, you know, like that is the one thing about the Alabama Ohio state. If, if I'm right about that and you have the same thing, it does almost have that feel of like, well, why did I bother watching? Those teams were one-two to start the year, and they finished one-two, and you know. But I, I think there's going to be a lot of fun in the interim. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of other stuff to play for. It's not just about who wins the national title. Um, and you know, how does Florida State do? How does Nebraska do? How's Michigan do after their year last year? What happens in the Pac-12? Like, I'm I'm excited for the season. Maybe the top seems predictable, but the second tier to me is very interesting.
0: Yeah, it it will be fun. Uh, the conference battles will be interesting, especially, you know, the conferences where you and I are questionable on who will, you know, are yeah. they playoff, borderline playoff? Um, right,
1: right. Yeah, I almost picked NC State. I really did. I, I kind of wanted to, but I, I kind of felt like a playoff of, Alabama, Ohio State, NC State, and Utah would be like, well, why are we even bothering with the first round? Yeah. At least Notre Dame would give some sex appeal to the first round games.
0: Is there any chance of a group of five to you? I don't think so. Houston, Cincinnati. Think.
1: So my my group of five team, and and that's a good point. We didn't discuss that. My group of five top team that gets the, the New Year's Six Bowl is Fresno State.
0: Future Pac-12 participant potentially,
1: could be, could be, yeah. Jeff Tedford back to coach them. Jake Hayner back for another year. Was going to transfer, then decided not to. Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going with them. I, the American, just like I think Houston's got a couple of Big 12 opponents. I don't see them running the table. I think Cincinnati, yeah. obviously, still going to be good, but you know, loses loses some pretty significant talent from last year. Don't see them, you know, not missing a beat necessarily. So, I went with Mountain West, and I think Fresno emerges as the top team.
0: I support that. I I have a hard time picking against Cincinnati. Only, I mean, I know they lost a lot of talent, but such a good coach. And, and I mean,
1: they are a good team. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna, you know, fall off the map. But I just, I don't know if they can go eleven or twelve wins again.
0: Yeah. I I agree. It, it, it's I mean, look, I didn't have any in in really consideration for making the playoff.
1: I didn't either. I, I just you know, Cincinnati was the perfect storm last year. They you know they had the schedule to do it, um, and they got the they got the breaks they needed. I don't you know see. I still have like, I mean, I have two undefeateds, and I have Utah and NC State being one loss conference champs. Like. If that happens, I don't think uh, even an undefeated group of five team makes it. Yeah, and neither- But ultimately, we agreed on the conference champions except for ACC, right? Yeah. That was the one we had. You had Miami. I had NC State.
0: Yeah. Well, you had Texas winning but not making the... Right.
1: I'm just thinking the, the conference yeah. champs. We both had Texas. We both had Bama. We both had Ohio State. Did you have Utah? You picked Utah to the Pac-12, right? Yeah. Okay. So we have four of the five the same.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just root really hard for Miami so I can be right on something.
1: (laughs) Hey, hopefully we'll go at least 4-0, and and then we'll see what happens with that fifth one. But, uh, you know, hey, so we we have one more piece of the puzzle for this college football preview, which we'll do in the next week, two weeks, I guess, and that Mm -hmm. is the ASU game-by-game. It's coming.
0: We're going to pivot to the NFL uh, for a little bit in our next couple previews, but we will be back for the ASU game-by-game. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's Ben Matt Sportscast.